Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's Tep Talks time again, listeners. This week, I get together with my good friend Roisin and Colette does make a pop-up appearance, but just for a second, and we debate feminism. For me, it goes without saying that feminism is necessary, and in the words of Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, we should all be feminists. In the words of ever-so-profound Roisin, if you're not a feminist, I'm a bit worried about you. Happy listening, guys! Hi, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Teb Talks. I'm joined by my good friend, Roisin. Hi, Roisin. Hi, Teb. How are you? I'm good. It's good to have you back again. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to be talking about what it means to be a feminist. Okay. I feel like this is something that you're going to have some very strong views on. Oh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, strong, but potentially incorrect. But let's go. <laughs> strong. Let's do it. Positive. Positive views. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the kind of thing that we need to talk more about. So as I like to kick off most podcasts, I like to get into the, the, the definition first so that everybody knows okay. what the hell we're talking about. Okay. There are lots flying around. There are. So I'm going to go old school because that's okay. the kind of gal I am. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, it's the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of the equality... Can I talk? Okay. The equality of the sexes. Yes. So that, I feel, doesn't really do it enough justice today and there are so many other definitions mm. what kind of definitions have you come um, I think well for me I'm coming from a person from the UK who is white I'm a, I'm a white woman so my version of feminine I am <laughs> shocking <laughs> as it may come to you I'm white so to me it's probably very different to you or to a woman living in Syria that's a really good point because whenever I talk about feminism for myself and it's probably something that I never really gave much of a thought to I would always describe myself as a black woman I never just Mm. describe myself as a woman okay yeah that's interesting isn't it yeah that's almost like this is what people first see yes yeah and I almost feel like when you have um a challenge such as feminism or race or any type of discrimination that is sort of self-perpetuated by the culture in which it exists, it's the, whatever that person's labelled or identity is, which is how you would sort of hmm. align yourself with it. So that's why I think it's a really good point that you say there's lots of different definitions flying there around because it really just depends. Hmm. But for me, I just think it's as simple as equal rights. If you're a feminist then you want equal rights. And that's honestly as simple as it is. And if you're not a feminist, 
I'm a bit worried about you. <laughs> I mean, sorry, you don't want women to have the vote or to be able to ride on the bus or drive. Like, why would you not? Why would you not be a feminist? A man or a woman, I, or any type of gender, however people want to be defined, why would you not be a feminist? It really... I mean, it's bizarre. I, I completely under, understand what you're saying and I agree with you. But I can also understand why there are still a lot of people in our society today that are not feminists. I don't... Why? Do you? Yeah, because if you think about how we've all been raised up until this point, it's only become very recent that feminism is sexy and... Yeah, I've seen a book called The Hot Feminist, which I think is... I am. (laughs) Yes, which I am. Well, okay. (laughs) But no, of course you are very hot. But I mean, the hot feminist, that's disgraceful. Like, that's the opposite of what feminism is. The hot feminist. Unreal. What the fuck is that? Take it, turn it around on the shelf. Awful book. But, um, sorry, what were we talking about? No, that's I'm right. Taken was, away by the hot feminist. why I understand that... Um, no, see, I don't get it. I don't agree with it. But if you think about our society today, and if you think about sort of 50 years ago, even 100 years ago, men were not allowed to be feminists. So of course women were not allowed to be feminists. And I feel like... I mean, I think the problem is that women were severely oppressed 100 years ago and weren't allowed to... Be anything. Be anything. Yeah, they they weren't... You know, a lot of them didn't work. It wasn't even seen as a normal thing for a woman to work or to drive. So, yes, okay, the, the term is getting sexier, if you want to say that. Which is such a crass way of... But, talking about feminism, and, it, and, right? and we are talking about it more and lots of people who are in the public eye are feminists and that's great and they're talking about it but I don't think that you know I only th- I think that it's happening because the conversation is being sort of is traveling around now absolutely and I, and I have this theory that in order to drive the conversation you have to be affected mm. therefore a man was never going to get up one day and say fuck me, let's start a feminist movement. It was never going to happen. No. And that is why I can understand, because only now are women given such a broad platform to to talk about Mm. these issues, to start the conversation. Yeah, women have fought really hard. So men are now coming aboard. And I know there's the, um, what's her name? Harry Potter girl. Oh, Emma. Emma Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah, she's she's got her He For She... Exactly. What she did with her He For She campaign is phenomenal. Yeah. Because what she's done is she's taken it to the next level. And she's taken it to the level that Mm. we need it to get to in order to have absolute inclusivity for all women. Which is that it has to be inclusivity for men, which brings about inclusivity for women. I know that's going to make some women's blood boil, but I don't think that the idea of gender and feminism are mutually exclusive. I want men to have as many rights as women. I don't want anyone to have more or less rights, you know, than each other or any of the genders. I think we should all have the same rights. And I think that's what feminism is. Yeah. So there was a quote, actually, that I found from Emma, um, Emma Watson, which was, if men don't have to be aggressive in order to be accepted, women won't feel compelled to be submissive. If men don't have control, women won't have to be controlled. And I think that's where I'm coming from when I say that it's as much an issue for men as it is for women. absolutely. In order for us to be able to fall into that role, which we naturally are, I think it's really important that men understand their parts of play. What's the role that we naturally are? Because that's something... Do you object to that statement? Yeah, I think I do. (laughs) Well, what do you mean by the role that we naturally are? 
I feel like for me personally, my experience is that I've always tried to play the part as a woman, like a female role. And now I'm older and I'm an adult. I feel I've realized that actually that was, I'm never going to be that person. I'm never going to be like, you know, domestic goddess, you know. But don't you think like you, you're, Who's born thinking, oh, I'm going to be great in the kitchen but, or I'm going to be not, great at ironing? But that's what I no mean. No one it's is, not... but our media puts out this exactly. image of us. And as... it's not just media, it's inherent in our upbringing. What's that thing in sociology, like nature versus nurture? We yeah. are nurtured to be that way. My mother would have subconsciously raised me that yeah, way. Yeah, of course. Mother. You go into Tesco and you're subconsciously raised that way because you've got a girl section and a boy section I and mean, it's absolute nonsense. Why the hell do we have pink razors? I mean, exactly. I've always used my dad's razors. Sorry, Dad. How fancy is your Tesco? So, uh, Colette's just popped up. Sorry. Hi, Colette. <laughs> Um, gender assigned Tesco's. Sorry. Listen, I've got Lego in my Tesco, babes. Although, no, Lego, they're doing okay. But, I mean... I do know what you mean. Like, we did a a survey thing. I don't know why the exercise they use in a marketing study in, like, a team builder thing was about Bic Byros. Yes. And about you done that. The women's... The pink, yeah. And I was never that woman that wanted the pink Byro. But I used to pretend I did. And as an adult now, I categorically refuse to wear baby pink I wear blush and I wear hot pink but I just feel it fits into such a stereotype yeah. that I am just not I will wear red I am or will wear black but, but I'm then, not that girl that I'm expected to be okay but the problem with that I think is if you don't mind me talking about this you can talk so you want love the baby pink <laughs> um, the baby pink thing is an issue because if you like pink and you're a girl, it's okay. What there's there shouldn't be a problem with that. But we're told that the colour pink is soft and it's weak and it's for girls. And the fact that that is negative is a problem. Do you but see it, what I mean? Yeah, it's no, all... I completely agree. And but I do think the reason why I think this is a really exciting time to be alive for women, for feminist women, um, and for feminist men is that we're changing that narrative. I mean, pink now. Yeah. I remember when I was sort of teenage years into young adulthood. I mean, I call the early 20s. I wouldn't really say I was an adult. And I used to love that my boyfriend would always wear a pink shirt. Like he, he had blonde hair, blue eyes. He looked great in baby pink. Mm. He would always go into a shop and pick out a baby pink shirt. And he didn't see that as feminine or girly. And I think that we are sort of on that tipping point where... But we're if, changing that, but it takes the men to do that with us. We can't change that as women on our own. We need the men to feel okay with that too. But even by saying, oh, he didn't see it as feminine or girly, it's putting feminine and girly in a negative bracket. And it shouldn't be. Girly and feminine should be strong and it should be brilliant. And we should embrace it true. and we should love it. We shouldn't be like, girly's weak. Stop being a girl. Yeah. That nonsense is what's killing our society. That is very true. And that's very much what... Um, I'm going to say her name so wrong. Um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Mm-hmm. So she she was probably the first woman I've ever seen, other than my mother. And I realised to be a feminist or to be a woman or to be girly or to be womanly is positive. Because she was probably the first feminist other than my mother that I identified with as, mm, a, mm. as an African black woman. Which strong is woman. And... When she talks about herself in um, We Should All Be Feminists, 
she talks about experiences that I literally had, like being oh, really? at school and obviously the boy get picks, gets picked over you when mm. I won. I came first, but it's not thought of that the girl should maybe do that role or just all of that feeling really confused at a really young age why I wasn't getting picked, but the boys were. Yeah, school is a really interesting one. Really interesting. And yeah. there's this, um, oh my God, you, have you ever heard of, um, oh, what's it called? UK Feminista. No, I have not. Oh, you, you'd love this. It's um, an initiative um, which basically helps schools get into get into campaign about feminism. Oh, brilliant. Get their kids into okay. It. So it's like a three-step program, which I'm going to talk very loosely about because I don't have the facts in front of me. But I remember mm-hmm. reading that it's um, it goes, it's like an in-school education program and then there's like a campaign program and then it gives you like actions as to what to do. So it's all about taking physical positive actions. There's literally on their website, there's like campaign posters, mm. like run a protest or run a campaign. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, is the real crucial thing. It's about getting, get, I hate saying it like this, it's like getting to them young and early. Oh, absolutely. It's teaching, it's teaching young boys as well to be feminists. It's teaching young girls and young boys. So that's exactly what I mean by that, as in... Men have just as much a part to play. Absolutely. And, and men also have a really tough time. I know lots of people talk about women and, you know, their how they come across in the media and, and what they think they should achieve and what they... But men also have this other side of it where they have to be, you know, strong and silent. Yes, and, yes. and they have to like trucks and play football. And that's really demanding on a boy who might not want to play football. So it's impossible to talk about femininity or being a feminist without talking about gender would you agree gender or sex gender okay yeah why why sex i wouldn't have thought well your sex is what you're born with if you're born with a penis you're a male but your gender is you can identify as that's why i think gender okay because I think gender is, ha- is exactly that. It's how you identify and then mm. obviously how your experiences of identifying with yeah. that gender or that part of your life are. Okay, yeah. And I think that's where historically the whole notion of being a feminist has got really murky because mm. until recently there wasn't really the recognition or the um, even, I guess it's that, the recognition that you can identify as a gender it was always just thought a man is a man a woman is a woman a woman needs to be a woman and a man needs to be a man end of whereas i think gender is so much more than that so actually i did a um i went to like a what do you call them this is like a 50 hour immersion conference thing where you like get over your fears blah 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 i'm just gonna talk about it in every podcast tony, tony robbins. robbins tony tony robbins <laughs> um <laughs> the robster and um and um what was really interesting about that is on all of the traits, on all of the exercises, I always came out with a masculine energy. Oh, okay. And I've always thought that about myself. So Can we talk about a masculine energy? <laughs> with ejaculating or were you erect during this time? See, I think it's bizarre. I think, why, why have men got to smell a certain way or like masculine? How do you define masculine? See, I don't think masculine is about men, and that's what how I've okay. always perceived it. Sorry, no, we I still need to understand what's the masculine energy. <laughs> so you have a feminine energy and you have a masculine energy. No, is this what? Mr. Yeah. Okay, talk to me. Oh god. <laughs> so it's almost about having uh, whether you naturally go to a 
sort of an alert state, an aggressive state. Oh, fuck me, Robin. Okay, I call, I call oh bullshit. God. I call bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. No, sorry, Teb, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, I feel like you can have, and maybe that's kind of his way of talking about I, I how think, you identify. I think there are different energies. I'm just not sure about labelling them as masculine and feminine. Again, like you're dividing women and men. It's so boring. Why do we have to... But do you not think that there is a divide? I think no. For... Well, yeah, of course there is. I think to ignore that there is not a difference between men and women and how they interact with everything and everyone is also just as dangerous. I disagree. I think that... We have been taught, and it's no one's fault, we have been taught all our lives and all through the genders that men and women are different. And to fight that notion is really hard for us to do that, but it's absolutely true. Like, you've just said you came up with a masculine energy, so at some point in every day we'll have masculine or female energy, and the fact that I don't have dingle-dangle between my legs doesn't mean that I'm, like, dingle can't dangle. have, I mean, what's it called? Penis. And um, nuts. And um, that doesn't mean that I can't be strong or be sweaty or which like I am right now. Right? That's a funny thing. Um, but like every time, I think you have to. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Question the things that you come out with. We, we're not asking their permission for equality. No, like. absolutely. And I would agree with that. We have made significant strides in most recent years because we're doing it together. Mm. And men have to understand that if I take my first career, for example, if my original firm I went to work for at the age of 22, 23 years old did not want female equality, it would still be a firm, the largest firm in the world, law firm that is which is made up a senior partnership team, 99% white male. Mm. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have to, you, they have to get on board oh, in absolutely. order to make that change. For because us, I'm never going to break that glass ceiling because it's a fucking grey, white old man ceiling. In any scenario, for all humans to achieve equal rights and, you know, 
for feminism, we have a long way to go, but we need men to be on board. We need men to say, yes, I want my daughter to have the same exactly. opportunities as my son growing up. But I think I take that for granted personally, because growing up, my dad was a feminist. Um, I lived in a household with, well, three other women at the time, two girls and one woman, my mother. And I didn't know any other type of male than my dad, so I thought all men were like that. So I remember when I went to start work, when I got the job at that law firm, and I wanted to quit as soon as I started. I felt so intimidated because not only was I the only woman in my team, I was the only black woman. Mm. And I remember coming home one day from work, I think I was 22 years old, and one of the, he wasn't a partner, I think he must have just been a, a lawyer, he said to me, oh, well, you're lucky to be here, aren't you? And I was thinking, well, yeah, I am. Like, you know, it's really hard to get in here. So we finished this meeting and we were wrapping up and they were asking me questions about what university I graduated from and where I did my LPC. And then he said, well, it's even luckier for you because not only are you a woman, you're a black woman. And I was like, sorry, what? Sorry. Mm. He may have been, um, that, that may have sounded really rude, but I also think he's stating facts. I don't think he meant it in a no, no, he probably yeah, okay. kind of way. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think that's where he was coming from, Ro. Okay. Um, Bastard. <laughs> but at the same time, that negative experience I had to encounter with feminism, racism, whatever you want to call it, only made me determined to figure out what this was and what other women go through. Mm. And to make a change because my life wasn't affected by feminist issues because my dad stayed at home when I was born. But you I know, think your off. life was affected by feminist issues. In what way? Well, like, not your life. I just think all of our lives. No, no, no. Yeah, all the way. But mine personally. And I think okay, from a really yeah. selfish point of view, I didn't have an agenda. I didn't have a, mm. an interest or desire in wanting to be a feminist although many people called me a feminist as if it was some kind of abusive terminology that's up. another issue isn't it people people being abused for being a feminist but i didn't understand what it meant i just kind of thought of it as the same word as like bitch or slut you know i didn't really understand what how they were insulting me so it didn't really work shame on you <laughs> um but now i'm older i realized that they were trying to like cuss me out yeah sad times people still do it's awful but I think it's getting better. And I think us even just having this conversation. It's absolutely getting better. And, you know, we live in a society, we're very lucky, where women can vote and women can drive. However, women are still being raped more than men are. Women are yeah. still being stalked more than men are. Women have more abuse on the internet than men do. Women don't earn the same as men. Women are not in the you know, in the majority of the CEO positions, men are. And even if you watch the BBC Breakfast, which grinds oh. my gears every morning. Put Nagger on the left. So Louise Minchin, or the Minch, as we know her. Oh, simple Minch. She's been a newsreader for years. Minch. Years. <laughs> and so if you see two people on TV, on a panel or anything like that, the person on the left is supposed to have um, some kind of superiority or be oh, more really? senior. Yeah. I tell you... Think about Antle and Ordek. Ants the Torm with the big forehead, always on yeah, the left. He's had, some, he's had some troubling times. She won't know that she doesn't read heat, but yeah. Oh. Tricky times. Anyway, so the person on the left, as you see it, is almost always supposed to be the senior person. Now, never... I swear to God, you flick through your channels in the morning and you will never see a woman on the left. 
and the mint. Oh, you should not give me that has challenge, No, nope, do it. Okay, I think there's some BS about Sky doing it. But the Minch has been uh, a newsreader for years and years. Loads of experience. This guy comes up. He's been in the, in the job about three years. He's on the left. Okay? It's not right. You flick through to Channel 3, which isn't really a, a fucking news thing because Piers Morgan's on it. He's always on the left. I do Whenever you Piers see Morgan. a man oh. and a woman... Okay. Ew. What? Well, no, let that go. We need... Go. We too <laughs> much that no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a different episode. <laughs> okay. We do need to talk about Piers. That's a that's Because a I think that you cannot really talk issue. about Piers Morgan... Sorry, you can't talk about feminism without talking about Piers Morgan. Because I yeah, feel like he is... The, the knife in everybody's side when he's it comes to... He's the knife in everyone's side to any minority group, I think. He's, but, he's just like, I, oh, easy target group. But I honestly believe that he does that for his own self-publicity. I, I think, think he brings joke. about good conversation. I really no. don't. No. He's a bloody... That, he's a Trump kind of supporter. He's a joke. That is causing like, people to act the way they yeah, are. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, that it's provoking those people. It's not making people... No, People have their own choice, and that's the thing. But the media has we, a big responsibility, and whoever is giving Piers Morgan hundreds of thousands of pounds, if not more a year, is an idiot. He does entertain me every single day. Um, and actually, when we when I was researching um, what to talk about today, because I was like, I really need to narrow this down if I'm going to be talking to Roisin about feminism. And one thing that just popped up everywhere was Amber Rose's bush. Mm. Yeah. Tapped out, I don't know anything about it. So she had a Twitter argument with Piers Morgan because she posted a picture of herself mm. naked. And I'm going to show you the photo just so you can get the reaction that's required. But because I actually think it was pretty provocative. And I'm going to say something controversial, but I agree with Piers to some extent. <laughs> okay, let's give us the information not, first. Feminism isn't about Piers Morgan having okay, a fucking opinion I don't agree, on a picture. I don't agree with Piers Morgan... <laughs> about his interpretation of feminism I agree with Piers Morgan on his points that you taking a picture of yourself naked as a woman that's known for being a ghetto girl in music videos is not feminism it is you if can't... you own it I disagree I, I think if you own it and if you a ghetto boy it, had his pubes out in a picture that would be we'd be thinking who that was no we wouldn't yeah but you wouldn't be like oh he's demasculated or whatever you know, that's you the wouldn't... picture but obviously it's been covered up because it's on the internet and it I mean it's be... hard to know with that cover up what we're really looking at so there's nothing else there except for her very dark bush so here we go I've found the actual picture <laughs> I don't have pornographic images on my phone you do you now, do now. <laughs> um What's the well, sorry? What's the anti-feminist position? So on she that? posted that photo of herself on Instagram, right? And Piers, being the nobular that he is, decided to go on a I hate Amber tirade and because told, he felt that that was anti-feminist. Yeah, Why? and she is a feminist. Okay, and is I mean I can see that from a bush. <laughs> Jokes, cheap joke. Um, I don't see why this get I mean, she looks great. And I can see she's got some strong political opinions in this picture. What? And some bosoms. What is wrong? And a lot of oil. What is wrong with that as a, as a feminist? I don't, like, this very blurry in the lines. You can get your bush out and be a feminist. Moments before I so walked into this, not, I was upstairs with my bush out. Still a feminist. So, so that's not why I objected. Like, actually, today I went for a, my first bikini wax in six months. <laughs> Between bikini wax. And uh, she was like, where have you been? She's Turkish. Oh, that was a very good accent, was it? really good. Because <laughs> um, I've not been to her for so long. And out of protest, I was just like, I'm just not going to get waxed until I'm ready to date again. Badge of honour. Okay. And I yep. I do it. I have something I'm proud of. And she was absolutely horrified at this concept. And I was like, it's my body. 
No one else is seeing it, so why do you care? Oh, she was horrified that you let your vag of honour grow. Yeah. And we're calling it a vag of honour because our friend didn't sleep with anyone for a long time and grew her bush out and called it a vag of honour. That was what mine was. Yeah. I think mainly, 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 your waxer is considering her income stream, though. I yeah, mean, but the, the way she went there, coming. she could have done that in another way. And I just thought to myself, why is that your natural Aren't we a bit reaction? worried about why we feel like we should have to even <laughs> trim our bush? True saying. You know? Come on, I've who's telling up. us to do that? I mean, it's Not really... women, is it? It's fucking men. True. Like Piers Bloody Morgan. This is true. This is true. So, Sorry. in retaliation, Amber Rose Not started... So she's gone into this whole Instagram war with him, which is... Or Instagram, Twitter war, which is fantastic. Keeps me greatly entertained. Um, and she's basically said, I want to be on your show. And he's like, come on my show. And she's apparently going on oh, Good yeah. Morning Britain. Oh, I can't wait. So, I can't wait. And she Do started, hash, hashtag Amber Rose, slut walk, hashtag bring back the bush. And they do not mean J.W. Bush. They mean her bush. Um, and I just think it's a really interesting debate because I think there's two roads to go down. There's actually three. Okay. There's the, you can do whatever you want with your body, get it out as much as you want. And that's as a, a woman, nice you're road. in control of it. That's I think that's road. fine. Let's call that road A. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other one where, obviously, Piers is coming from, which is getting naked all the time does not necessarily mean you're being a feminist. And I irrelevant, think there are a lot of women... Irrelevant. Do you not see the dots? I don't get it. If a, if a ma- yeah. as a male stripper not into male rights, if he gets his dick out, like, I don't understand how nudity affects our desire for equal rights, to vote, to I don't have think education, it, to have I don't think it does, but I think that those women, in, in inverted commas, use that as a scapegoat for them taking sexually provocative photos of themselves. And that is why I challenge it, because I will happily take a nude photo of myself and post it on social in the interest of feminism, because I feel like I should be able to do whatever I want with my body. Mm. But I'm not going to cash that in in some kind of way to make money, and then in order to sort of cover that up, to make it more acceptable, label it as feminism. And I think that women like Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian who, of course, they are feminists in their own right, but they're also very anti-feminist in a lot of ways. They use that as a label to protect themselves from the backlash because it's now way more acceptable, way more open. I mean, when I grew up... And I would have that discussion with you for days on end. I certainly wouldn't let Piers fucking Morgan have a like an iota to say about it because I think his opinion is irrelevant. He is the anti-feminist. He is anti-women, he is anti-minority, and he's a fucking prick. And I shouldn't be but he's a male. But yeah, I think I think if you think about role models, then that's another conversation to go down. But I think as far as getting your bush out, getting your tits out, I do not think it makes you anti-feminist in any way, shape, or form. I no, it doesn't. That sentence, no, it doesn't. Absolutely. <laughs> then it is. Yeah, then I'm happy for that. I think what I find really interesting in this debate is how we can blur the lines between celebrity using their voice and their position as a place of authority to promote or challenge feminism and actually what it really means for us today, which is why as much as I would have loved to have had my mate Beyonce who couldn't make the show, she's busy. Beyonce. She had her twins. Um, There is definitely a blurred line when it comes to 
the power and the platform that celebrity have to promote feminism and how they use that. And I think that the layman, and that's us, need to do more to change that. We need to stop giving them the power because actually they misuse it in a lot of ways and the conversation gets flipped. I remember when I heard um, Flawless, it was the first time I heard Chimamanda Ngozi and to hear her voice say those words spoke to me so much more than if Beyonce had just said the lines of that, that um, we should all be feminists. And I think that's what's really important. The whole thing for me about why it's really important to be a feminist and why we should do more to promote it is that it's really human and it connects every single person on this planet because every single person came from a woman. And as you said at the beginning, the modern definition of feminism as we know it today is the political movement that's based on it and that women should have the same economical, social, political rights as men. That's as blunt as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that is it. Agreed. And we should be teaching it to young children. Exactly. So if you want to get involved, everybody, go on to UK Feminista and have a look what that's about, because that's a really, really important platform when it comes to educating the youth of today. And I think really importantly, the teachers. And that is why I think we need things like that. Because it's not just about the kids, it's about the information that has been passed down through the teachers and really important, being allowed to be passed down through the curriculum and through the schools. Can I tell you one of my saddest feminist teacher stories? It will be one minute long. Less than that. I was doing a carpet time, which is when I had like 30 <laughs> children in front of me, stop laughing. And I asked the children what their favourite superheroes were. And there was this young girl who will know as S for sassy, because she was incredible. I was asking, we were talking, well, our topic was superheroes, and I said to S, who's your superhero? And she said to me, I don't have a superhero because I'm a girl, and girls don't like superheroes. And it <sighs> broke my heart. But that's what we're dealing with with young children. Like, their ideologies of what is a man and what is a woman and what we should be is really, really boxed, and we need to unbox it. So on that note... Thank you very much for joining me, Roisin. And thank you very much to this side chick over here, Colette, who popped in for a little Ooh. cameo. So if you'd like to find out any more information about the things that we've mentioned in today's podcast, check out my Twitter, which is Teb Moema, or have a look at my Insta, which is at Teb1, or you can email me at tebstalkuk at gmail.com. And if anyone wants to follow Roisin Ma, I've got seven followers, so I could do with a few more. <laughs> UK. Feminista, so much more than being a mister. Let's get together and celebrate, sister. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.